Hallelujah. I'm glad he, glad he gave that testimony. Amen. Yeah, for sure. Hey, let me go ahead and start this thing. Okay, I'm going to lie down. All right. We'd like to welcome you this evening to Landmark Baptist Church. It's the first Wednesday night service of 2024. And I'll tell you right now, I didn't know that uh, we was going to see 2024 now. We was preaching about the coming of the Lord last Sunday. And I was expecting him to come. He hadn't come, but he's still coming. I do know that. But we're glad to be here tonight. We'll start out this new year with prayer. Uh, one thing that we need to do this year, just like we did last year, is pray. And, uh, you know, there's always much to pray about, but pray, the Bible says, and without ceasing. And we got a lot to pray about. Uh, uh, Brother Patrick mentioned to me about Bruce. I've been trying to pray for him, uh, Sarah's dad, and health in decline, and Kay's at the hospital, and, and Carolyn, she's recovering from where she broke her foot. There's always much to pray about. We want to have a word of prayer, and we're going to get Brother Patrick to sing us uh, a song or two, and then we're going to try to teach a little bit in the Word of God. Lord, we thank you, Father, being able to be in your house tonight. Lord, we pray, Lord, Father, for those that are here this service by way of the live stream, those that are here by way of the, Lord, the internet service, Father. We're so thankful, Lord, for this little church to be able to get out that far, Lord. Uh, Brother Eric, get ready to start a radio program. Now, I pray you bless him in that, Lord, and may it, May it be a blessing, Lord. He wants to, to do something for the Lord. And we pray for Him, God, that You'll help Him in that effort, Lord. And, and Lord, we thank You for this little church, Father. As small as it is, Lord, it sure does get a lot done. We thank You for the workers in this church. We thank You, Lord, for all the men and women in this church and for the children in this church, Father. We just pray You bless and help us, Lord. To be a blessing. Uh, Father, we pray, Lord God, tonight for, for Bruce, Lord, Brother Patrick mentioned him, Lord, last Sunday. We want to pray for him, Lord, and ask you, God, to help him. I pray for Sarah's stepdad, Lord, your heart having trouble with. And pray for her mother, Christina, Lord. Uh, Lord, she was having a little trouble uh, with her balance while she's down here. We pray for her, Lord. We pray for Phyllis also, Lord. Uh, having trouble, Lord, of uh, falling. We pray for her. And Lord, we got several, Lord, that's sick. And we pray for them. I pray for Kay out there at the hospital, Lord. She fell, hurt her arm, help her to get healed up. Bless her and Brother Mark. Lord, he's still uh, having a lot of pain. We pray for him and pray for Kay. Pray for Carolyn to get healed up with her foot. Pray for Sister Bonnie to get all healed up. Thank you, Lord, Brother Donnie, feeling better. Lord, we just don't know all out there, Father, all the needs. We just know, Lord, you're more than able to meet them. Your word says you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. And Lord, we just pray all these needs, Lord God, that you would move upon them and help in them, Lord, we pray. And Lord, help, I pray this year, Father, that it might be a fruitful year, that we might be found faithful, Lord, in the things of God. Help us, Lord, I pray, to be found working when you do come. Lord, I pray, if it be possible, Lord, I'd like to be right behind the pulpit, either praying or preaching the Word of God. When you come, Lord, to be able to point up and say, there he is. 
We get ready to leave out. What a blessed day that'll be when you do come, Lord. And Lord, we pray for those hostages over there in Gaza. Lord, I pray they'd somehow, Lord, be able, Lord, to be released. May there be some resolve over there, Lord. We know there's nothing good about a war except getting it done and finishing it. And I pray you'll help Israel, Lord, Lord, to do what needs to be done. Do it in such a way, Lord, that there wouldn't be too many casualties as always casualties when there's war this is the worst kind of war you got the enemy mingling in with the civilians there but Lord the civilians have, have kind of brought this on their self 81% of them approved of Hamas and they put them in leadership and in power mind me a whole lot of what's going on in here in America your word says when the righteous are in authority the people rejoice but when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. There's a lot of mourning going on for the Lord and a lot of mourning going on over here. Father, help us in this election year. Lord, may the right one get elected. May the will of the, may the will of God be done in the elections, Lord. We just pray, dear God, Lord, you'll help us, Lord. And bless even tonight, Lord, our efforts, Lord. And get praise and glory here tonight, Father. And Lord, we just give you praise ourselves. Thank you for all you do for us, Lord. And bless Brother Patrick as he come up here to sing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead there, Brother Patrick. Bless him, Lord. I shall see yes. when I look upon his face. 
when you're singing here she finished up her life down here done gone to heaven she's been singing about heaven and I plugged it that time. all right singing about heaven and telling people about heaven now she's touring heaven and that's kind of way it is Paul said the time of my departure is at hand he said I finished my course and and Patrick singing that song what a day that'll be and I was thinking about Peggy McCamey she done graduated this life and gone to that place that the Lord went away to prepare and soon we'll catch up with them and won't be no more sickness, won't be no more sorrow, won't be no more pardon. Amen. What a day that will be. Amen. That uncloudy sky down here, boy, we, me and Patrick talking about snow. He was kind of hoping it would snow. And I don't know if it's going to snow or not, but he said if it does, it'll make his day. But but anyway, we know sooner or later it will, surely it will. But uh, up there, it'll be an uncloudy day. Down here we have weather because God set the earth up. He formed it to be inhabited. We've got a, we've got a lot of unbelievers out there. And, and I'm not trying to put nobody down. I used to be an unbeliever myself. And uh, for 34 years, I just didn't know no better. But now that I do know better, now that I have had my eyes open, and I just finished reading my Bible through for uh, 20 times. Uh, we want to read here real, just we're not going to teach that. I just want to read one verse to the unbelievers out there. In uh, Isaiah chapter 45, verse number 18 says, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. Now God formed it to be inhabited. I just breathed in some of God's air because it's got to have air to be inhabited. Take away my air. I'm going to hit the ground, flop like a fish for a minute, turn blue and I'm out of here. Got to have water. Two thirds of my body's water. If I don't drink water, I'll be dehydrated. Got to have something to eat. I grilled out some blocks this afternoon, and I thought everybody just pig in. And I ate two. My wife, I took her once. She never took a bite. Don't worry, I'll eat the blocks. But I thought everybody was going to wear them out. But something to eat, uh, air to breathe. Uh, there's some parts of this earth that are frozen. There's some parts of this earth like the equator that's pretty much hot all year round and then you've got places where it's called Atacilter, Alaska. It's almost daylight sometimes and, and crazy other times. But God formed the earth and He formed it 
to be inhabited. What a tremendous verse that is. Isaiah 45 verse 18. Let me see if I can find this other verse here real quick. In uh, Isaiah chapter 40 verse 22. Well, let's back up since we're talking about the earth. Verse 21, have you not known? And a lot of people haven't. A lot of people don't know. It says, have you not heard? Well, God gave you two ears to hear with. He says, has it not been told you from the beginning? You know, we got people today, they put a lot of emphasis on being smart. I'll tell you what the Bible says, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world, lost his soul? That's not too smart. But it says, Hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? Verse 22 is the verse I was going to read. It's he that setteth upon the circle of the earth. And the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that setteth and stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. And we just want to read that about the circle of the earth. Uh, Christopher Columbus put this verse in his diary. That's the reason he set sail to prove the earth wasn't flat. Uh, he believed this verse. He believed that the earth was round. Verse number 22. We still have people today that think the earth's flat. Amen. Well, well, we'll get off of that. We're actually going to be reading out of Genesis chapter number 9. I just want to throw that out there. I enjoyed that singing, Brother Patrick. Genesis chapter number 9. And uh, this is right after the flood. Uh, well, we're going to read all of Genesis chapter 9. But before we do here, uh, the Lord here, He spoke to Noah, verse 15 of chapter 8. The Lord God spake to Noah, saying, Go forth out of the ark. Thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy son's wife with thee and bring forth with thee every living thing that's with thee of all flesh both of fowl and of cattle and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth why that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth and Noah went forth and his sons and his wives and his wife and his son's wives with them. Every beast, every creeping thing, every fowl whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds went forth out of the ark. And Noah built an altar, built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered a burnt offering on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet Savior. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done while the earth remaineth. And this is for all you uh, climate, global warming, climate change dummies out there. This verse 22 of chapter 8, while the earth remaineth, it's still here. At the appointed time, this earth's going to be destroyed by fire. Now God destroyed it by water in this flood right here. But here it says, while the earth remaineth, it's still here. 
seed time and harvest and cold and heat, summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. God is the one that's in control. He's the one formed the earth, formed it to be inhabited. And he said it's going to continue until he sets his foot down, which is found in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. The day of the Lord will come. He's going to destroy this earth with fire. All right, we want to read Genesis chapter 9. And God blessed, I'm going to read the whole chapter. God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air and upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Even as the green herb have I given you all things. But the flesh with the life thereof which is the blood. Uh, Leviticus 17, 17 says the life of the flesh is in the blood. And uh, here God again speaking about life and blood. Thereof shall you not eat. Uh, you drain my blood out, I'm going to fall over dead. Uh, i got to have blood to live when your heart stops beating. Uh, Sister Peggy McCamey that I just mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, she had a stroke. That's why she died. What a stroke is, your brain don't get enough blood. You just literally pass out, usually from blockage of the neck. But as long as you got blood circulating, that's where your life is. The life of the flesh is in the blood, Leviticus 17, 17. We've got dummies down here now. Instead of trying to let God be God and trying to let, uh, you know, uh, the Word of God be the Word of God, they're draining blood out of young men and transferring into their bodies thinking they're going to somehow live eternally. Hey, i got eternal life. And I had a blood transfusion, but it ain't like what they're doing. I'll tell you right now, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleansed me from all flesh and blood donors, saved my life. But uh, here, they're trying to bypass the Word of God. They're trying to bypass, you know, the, the will of God. Uh, God's willing. Uh, he's long-suffering, not willing that any perish. All come repentance, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. They don't want to go God's way. They want to figure out some way to get around God. Uh, have a blood transfusion. Have a brain transfusion. Uh, kill little babies and somehow take a, uh, the, uh, the, what they call it, the umbilical cord and somehow add days to their lives. Uh, like I said, that's just the ignorance of man. But uh, you know they do that. But here God says, don't eat that blood. He said, but the flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, there you shall not eat it. And surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast. Have you ever thought about God bringing a beast into judgment? But when I just seen on the internet, I was looking up some uh, information about the flood of Noah's day, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight. And a guy was riding a motorcycle and evidently it must have been electric. It wasn't fast enough. And a lion caught him and ate him. They tracked him down with the footprints of the lion and found what was left of him in the thickets. But uh, you know, God's going to require that man's blood at that lion's hand. He said, surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast will I require it. 
And at the hand of man, by the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Whosoever sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. And you, be ye fruitful, multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth, and multiply therein. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, I, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you, and uh, with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl, of the cattle, of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth, and I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Now I want you to know God said not going to be no more flood. Now I know we have floods. They just had one in California. Uh, they just had one in Japan. And they have them all over the place. But this flood that God sent, everything that had breath died. It killed everybody. Only eight people survived. And God said, I'm not going to do that no more. He said, neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there be any more a flood to destroy the earth. All the living things, all, all the plants, everything was destroyed in this flood that God sent. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud. You know, people don't, and we're going to be talking about uh, the flood tonight. People don't believe in the flood, and there's so much evidence for it. But one of the evidences of the flood is that rainbow in the sky. God said, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow, talking about the rainbow, shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every creature, every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. The greatest evidence of the flood is the rainbow. we got a bunch down here that's crazy about the rainbow. But the rainbow is a covenant, a token to mankind and the life that God won't destroy the world no more with the flood. Verse 16, And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that's upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that's upon the earth. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of the Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah. And of them was the whole earth overspread. I want you to know all the population that's alive today proceeded from these three boys right here. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And uh, said Noah began to be a husband. You think here's a man just made it through the flood, just saw the judgment of God. And Noah began to be a husbandman. And he planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine and was drunken. You know, here's that righteous man. I preached about him last Sunday being a preacher. I said, 
Enoch walked with God and preached about the coming of the Lord. God showed up and took Enoch. Noah was a man that walked with God and preached about the judgment of God coming. And judgment came. And here he is. Now he's drunk. And uh, you know, it's just the way sin is. I don't care how hard you try. I don't care how good you live. God told Cain, uh, he said, sin, life at the door. Uh, in Genesis chapter 4, uh, God said in verse 7, He said, sin, life at the door. It wants in. And people will open the door to sin. And Noah here, he opened the door. He got drunk. And he says he was uncovered within his tent. In other words, he's like me. He's drunk and naked. I, you know, I've been a drunk, so I can definitely talk about drunks. But I remember one time, I hate to even remember, it's a painful memory, but I, I was getting up out of the bed to go to the bathroom, and not only was I drunk, but I, I didn't have no clothes on. And instead of going in the bathroom like a drunk, we had a floor furnace in this house we had, and I was uh, urinating in the, I'm trying to find the right word to say right here, be polite. Urinating in this floor furnace. Not only did it stink, it's in the wintertime. But my loving wife of 48 years, she come in there. And you know, it's got to be careful when you talk to a drunk. And uh, here I am, a drunken stupor thinking I'm in the bathroom. And my beautiful wife come up to me and she said the most sobering thing I ever heard in my life. She said, honey, what if it had been one of the kids instead of me? Walked up here and seen you like this pin in this furnace. That sobered this old boy up for a little bit. I'll just tell you about drinking. I've had my share of it. I don't, I don't get drunk no more. I'm drinking better drink now. I'm higher than I've ever been on alcohol. I, I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God for the mercy and the grace of God. I thank God for the love of God. I'm glad He put up with me, just like He put up with Noah here. Here Noah is. He's doing the unthinkable. Uh, here He is, just like I said, they just escaped the judgment of God. Here He is naked, uh, in His tent. He's drunk. And His son, Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. That's kind of what sin is. Uh, you want to go tell somebody. Sin's one of them kind of things. Spirits like COVID. And Sham and Japheth, they did something very noble right here. Sham and Japheth took a garment, laid it upon both of their shoulders, and they walked backwards in there and covered their father's nakedness up. You see, before the Bible said there, you shall not, in Leviticus chapter 18, shall not look upon the nakedness of your father. They already had it in their heart to know better than to look upon the nakedness of their father. And even though Ham didn't, uh, he went in there and looked upon the nakedness of his father. Sham and Japheth, they very nobly covered their father up, took a garment, laid it upon both their shoulders, went backward and covered up the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. But Noah shouldn't have been naked. Noah shouldn't have been drunk. I'm just telling you how sin works. It got in real quick right after the flood. And Noah awoke from his wine. Watch what drunks do. I've done this many times. Noah awoke from his wine. And the wording of this, I like the word of God. The word of this gives some conclusions here. Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. 
He's done more than look. You know, the Bible says it without saying it. It's pretty conclusive. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of... This is a father cursing his son. You know, uh, that's one of the things God says, you know, one of the great sins is cursed children. Here he is cursing his youngest son, Ham. Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall it be unto his brethren. And he said... Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived, this is what I want to read, this is one verse really. Noah lived after the flood 350 years, and all the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. Now, I just really wanted to read that verse 28, but I decided I'd read all the chapters. Get a little Bible reading in. Most people don't know enough Bible, don't read their Bible enough to have any idea what's in there. But uh, Noah lived after the flood 350 years. I wonder what the talk was in those days. What I'm trying to say is I wonder how many times the story was told about the flood. 350 years Noah lived after the flood. And I'm going to say that was probably the most predominant thing that was talked about. Uh, they didn't have iPhones. They didn't have, uh, you know, uh, MTV. They didn't have, uh, you know, uh, uh, music TV and all that stuff. They didn't have uh, Disney Channel. didn't have uh, you know, Fox News, Newsmax, whatever. All they had was one another. I just wonder how many times they discussed about the great flood. Now, the reason I'm saying that, the next chapter, and I won't read it, but the next chapter talks about all of the different uh, countries, all the different uh, civilizations that proceeded from these three sons. And, and I, I looked up a little bit uh, about all the different civilizations that mentioned about the flood and it was amazing I mean uh, there was like 20 or 30 different civilizations that had drawings of the flood that had stories writing about the flood and, and you know it, it was a big deal back then I mean I know it kind of uh, far-fetched now nobody wants to believe about the flood and, and they think you know it's some kind of fairy tale some kind of made up story but you see the fossil record one of the scientists that I, I looked up read about his account of the flood he's a strong uh, scientist and a strong believer because of the fossil record and he had a lot to say but I'll tell you what he concluded in his statement there he concluded I like that he, he put Romans chapter 1 verse 20 uh, in the end of all his reasons for the flood he said for the invisible things Romans 1 verse 20 for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse he was saying that about the other scientists they were trying to dismiss the flood and trying to deny the flood but uh, up on Mount Eret uh, the highest place there is Mount Eret uh, Everest, Mount Everest uh, there's fossilized fish up there 
Uh, there are plants uh, in the fossil record. There are animals, fish in the fossil record. They find great burials of things just piled up, especially dinosaurs where they drown, just piled up one on top of another. Uh, they find all kind of evidence of the flood uh, in the fossil record. But the world, you know, they don't want to know the truth. They want somebody to tell them something otherwise. I just want to speak tonight on, on several people uh, that mention about the flood. And, and uh, well, let's just go in order, I guess. We'll go, uh, first one will probably be Job. Let's go Job 22. Job spoke about it a little bit. Job 22, verse number 16. Job says, Which were cut down at a time whose foundation was overthrown with a flood. And, uh, you know, it's very little mentioned in there. Isaiah chapter 54. Verse 9. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. God's making mention of it here through the prophet Isaiah. For as I've sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I should, would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. And the Lord here, he mentioned about the flood here in the book of Isaiah. Uh, look in a, I think the next one will probably be a, Matthew, I guess. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus mentioned about the flood. Matthew 24, verse 37. Jesus said, But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, the Lord makes mention here about that flood. Said so they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came, took them all the way, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Uh, as I was looking some of this evidence up, they found a man in a cave, uh, way, way back in a cave, that had been completely petrified. He had all his skin, clothes, hair and everything, but he's like rock. And I thought that might have possibly took place in the flood. I don't know. But everything he had, all of his tools, pottery, everything's right there beside him. And he was just solid, petrified like stone. Uh, could have been a product of the flood, don't know that. Luke chapter 17. We're talking about the flood tonight because the world don't believe that it ever happened. And there's so much evidence, like that scientist said, I mean, just so much evidence. There's just no way to deny uh, Luke chapter 17 verse 26 as it was in the days of Noah so shall it be also in the days of the son of man they did eat they drank they married wives they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came to destroy them all you know Jesus made reference to the flood let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 again we're talking about the flood 
Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, preparing an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. That one verse here talking about Noah and the ark, that God told him to build an ark, and he moved with fear and built that ark. We want to first see that ark that got up there uh, in a top part of Kentucky up there above Lexington and uh, it's just a replica but boy that thing is big it's so big I got lost as soon as we got there Brother Ed was lost we never did find each other the whole time we was there cell phones didn't work it was so far uh, up there uh, the cell phone service was pitiful but I really enjoyed going there I tell you that right now uh, First Peter chapter 3 Peter mentioned about this flood First Peter chapter 3 verse 20 says uh, when once which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited how long God waited he waited till Noah got that ark built in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing Noah the Bible said he had 120 years to preach for 120 years they built this ark and Noah's building and preaching and he said there's a flood coming they sat there probably at the first they probably listened. Then after a while they got thinking, hey, you no, know, we heard this before. Pretty soon the ears got dull of hearing and they got to making fun of Noah. Hey, Noah, when's that rain coming? Where's that flood, Noah? That's kind of the way it is today. But for 120 years, Noah, that preacher of righteousness, prepared this ark where it says, we're in few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. The ark was big enough to carry a lot of people. But only eight had enough sense to get in there. Heaven says in like figure wherein to even baptism do it also save us not to put in the way of the flesh the filth of the flesh but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I got baptized after I got saved. I got saved April 27th, 1988. I got baptized two weeks later. Why'd you do it, Brother Eddie? Uh, for here, I answer of a good conscience towards God. I buried Eddie Wade in the water with, with the similitude of the death, burial, resurrection to walk in newness of life, uh, to walk like my Savior, to walk righteous before God. And I failed miserably, but I'm glad, praise God, the Bible says I got an advocate. If any man sin, we got an advocate with the Father. And I say, Father, I'm sorry. And my good Jewish lawyer, my advocate, says, Father, I shed my blood for him and for Jesus' sake. I'm forgiven. Amen. Verse 22, who's gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him, talking about Jesus. And then Peter wrote about him in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse number 5. It said, And spared not the whole world. They all perished, but saved Noah. Here he is, the eighth person from Adam, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. I'm telling you here, uh, Peter wrote about him there, and he wrote about him again in 2 Peter chapter 3. In 2 Peter chapter 3, starting in verse number 5. And uh, this verse here says, For this they willingly are ignorant. Well, I'll tell you what, I want to read this whole chapter because I don't want you to miss the 
miss the, the thought here that Peter's trying to put in this epistle. Said this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that you might be mindful of the words which are spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of the, us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? That's what they did to Noah. Where, where's that rain at Noah? Uh, where is all that judgment you're talking about? You see, for this says, since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the creation. All things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. After God destroyed them all, everything has been just like God said. He said, seed time harvest will all continue. Says verse 5, for this they willingly are ignorant of. You know that generation Noah's day they were willingly ignorant they saw a man building an ark it may not have made no sense but they had the option to get in that ark or to sit outside and I can see them out there uh, no move go ahead Noah when God shut that door on that ark it was over and God's going to shut the door uh, in this generation we're living in right now, I don't know if it's going to be while I'm alive or after I've done graduated this life. I just know this, God's going to shut the door. And when He shuts the door, which side of the door are you on? That's where your eternity is going to be, buddy. Amen. God shut that door. See, for this they willingly are ignorant of. That by the Word of God, that's what it all hinges on. Uh, Isaiah 46 verse 10 said God declared to him from the beginning he said his counsel would stand that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water were by the world that then was that's past tense being overflowed with water perished I mean they all died but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store reserved not to water this time, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment. I know preached about a flood. Brother Eddie's talking about a fire. Now, you're either going to realize that that bunch perished in the flood, and uh, you're going to have enough sense to get in that ark Christ and escape the fire that's coming, or are you going to be like that bunch in Noah's day that said, we'll see, we'll take our chances, Noah. You go ahead and get in that ark. We'll be all right. They shut that door on that ark, but I, I'm going to say they probably beat their fingers off trying to get in that ark when the flood hit. But here it says, reserved under fire against the day of judgment. There's a day of judgment coming. And verse 10 talks about that day that's going to come. It says, reserved under fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Boy, we've got them today. I mean, we've got them. We've got ungodly men in leadership positions. The Bible says in uh, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2, when the righteous are unfold, do the people rejoice, but when the wicked bear rule, uh, the people... Uh, people mourn uh, it talks I believe the last verse of Psalms chapter 8 it says 
the wicked walk on every side when the vilest of men are exalted. I'm just telling you, we've got ungodliness today. We've got people today, it's anything but God. They say they're kind of like the Pharisees. They say one thing and do another. But we've got ungodliness today. And, and you know, we got room 216 where they've done sex acts there in the Capitol building. Uh, you got people bearing their breasts on the, on the White House lawn. you got a rainbow-colored White House now. Uh, you know, all of that is just an insult to God. Ungodliness. He says, The day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men, but beloved, be not ignorant. Now up here in verse 5, said they are willingly ignorant. He says, Peter says, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. I appreciate Brother Patrick singing that song, what a day that will be. There's going to be a day that time will be no more, and we'll be out of here, and this world's going to go through seven years of seven judgments of God, and the Bible says, woe unto the habits of the world. I'm glad I ain't going to be here, amen. That bunch that's willingly ignorant are going to willingly pay the price for that ignorance. It says here, the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He gave anyway 34 years to repent. And I'm glad it did. He could have took Eddie Wade out when he was living ungodly. He could have took Eddie Wade out instead of giving Eddie Wade the opportunity to come to the foot of the cross and call upon him. It's rich mercy. Call upon him. This world ought to understand that God's long-suffering to them. He don't want them to perish. He wants them to repent. Because I'll tell you what verse 10 says, but the day of the Lord will come. You may repent, you may not. If you have repented, you'll leave out before this judgment is. If you haven't repented, this day is still going to come. The Lord's going to come. He's not going to tarry. Forget about that song, Wait a Little Longer, Jesus. He's not waiting. When the appointed time came, Jesus came into this world and, and He fulfilled the Scriptures. And when everything wrote about Him was fulfilled, He gave up the ghost, gave His life a ransom for all. And I benefited from it. If you're saved, you did too. But if you're not saved, I promise you this, the day of the Lord will come. And it will come as a thief in the night. You'll think like it did Noah's day. Hey, we eat, we drink, we're being married, we're giving in marriage, we're having a time. Hey, they're probably getting ready to legalize same-sex union. They can have it. I'm leaving out. This ain't my home. I've got somewhere better to go. I'm in a hurry to get there. And the sooner, hey, I'm telling you, the worse it gets looking down here, the sooner we'll leave out. Amen. Ungodliness. Mentioned in verse 7. Love. Mentioned in verse 8. Long-suffering. Mentioned in verse 9. But in all of that, verse 10, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. And when He does come, I'm leaving out. And when I leave out, if you're saved, you'll leave out with Him. The heavens will pass away after we get out because I'll tell you why we're not going to be here during the tribulation. I know everybody don't have this knowledge, so Brother Eddie, read it for you. 
I'm not going through the tribulation. I feel sorry for you that ain't got no more sense than that. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 9, it says, For God hath not appointed us to laugh. You see, that tribulation is seven years of wrath when God's going to deal with this world according to its sins. We've not been appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, thanks to Jesus, I won't go through the tribulation. Uh, you that believe you're going to go through the tribulation, help yourself. I'm leaving out. Amen. But the day of the Lord will come, and He'll come as a thief. I'm leaving out. Jeremiah, uh, hold on a minute here. David Jeremiah got that movie out, the, that YouTube video, The Great Disappearance. There's going to be a great disappearance. Brother Eddie's going to be a was not. Uh, Enoch walked with God and he was not. God took him. I'm going to be a was not. God's going to take me. I'm leaving out. I'm kind of like John. I wish he'd come tonight. He said, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. When you see all that's coming, you better make preparation. I'm telling you, the Lord's coming. And the judgment's coming. And when the door shuts, which side of the door you're on will be the one. You'll either be on the grace side or you'll be on the judgment side says in which the heavens shall pass away you know they, they building skyscrapers down here they're making plans down here I'm kind of hoping Trump will get elected again the Lord may come for that whenever he comes I'm gone I'm going to tell you that there ain't going to be no looking back like Lot's wife did I'm going home when the day of the Lord comes the heavens shall pass away oh, they're sending up spaceships up there you know all this uh, green new New Green Deal, all this climate change nonsense, all that stupidity, the gas ranges, all that. What about them spaceships bust, busting them holes in that ozone lantern? Not a word. Not a word. Trying to find life on other planets. God said, I formed the earth. I formed it to be inhabited. Forget about it. If there's any life up there, it's devils. I'll tell you that right now. Got to have air. Man, just won't give it up. Trying to find some way around Calvary. Trying to find some way like the Tyre Babel. Built, make their way to heaven without God. Mm, I'll take grace any day of the week. It says the heavens are going to pass away with a great noise. You know, they, they shoot missiles off and they make great noise. Wait to hear this noise. And the elements shall melt with fervor and heat. We ain't talking about nuclear warhead. Forget that. God done practice this in Genesis 19 when he rained down fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah out there the rocks are melted together. That's what kind of heat God sent. says, uh, the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation? And God, boy, you talking about making a person want to live right? This is a good reason right here. And uh, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire, boy, it'd be a good time to get out. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you, I'm glad I'm not going through it. I'm glad God's got this thing fixed. We're going to get out before it gets on. But that bunch left behind, they're going to get their global warming. I promise you that. They're going to get it to every degree that they're calling and crying about. They're going to get that new green deal. They're going to get the climate change, the global warming. I'm telling you, praise God for the coming of the day of God. Wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervor and eat. Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, God made us a promise. 
And all the promises of God are yea and amen. His promises are sure promises. According to His promise, we look for new heavens and a new earth where we dwell in righteousness. I was going to speak quite a bit on the, on the flood, but it looks like we got more on the judgment. But, but you see, there's so much evidence of the flood. Even though the world's in denial, there's no flood. It never happened. I'm telling you, this scientist pointed out all of the fossil record. Uh, the Grand Canyon is full of evidence of the flood. Matter of fact, the Grand, Grand Canyon is probably one of the means that God used to drain the waters from off the face of the earth. But anyway, he brought it out in such great detail about how they dug down and found ancient civilizations down below the mud and, and all of that. And up there in the in ice caps, you know, you got Antarctica frozen all the time. They've been drilling down through Antarctica and they found evidence of the flood down there in that ice. See, that ice ain't melted. It's still got it all. They, they find plant life down there. They find uh, all kind of fossil records and stuff down there. Too much evidence. I don't care whether you believe in the flood or no or not, but I'll tell you one thing, you better be ready to meet God. God told his people, prepare to meet thy God. Be a good time. Make sure he's saved. Because he's going to come. We used to play a game when I was little called hide and seek, and we'd find a tree and we'd go over there and we'd try our best count to a hundred. I'd do fives, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, and I couldn't count to a hundred. And then we get down and we say, Ready or not, here I come. And you try to find them. And the only way they could get out of getting caught was they had to make it to that tree without you catching them. Home free, we called it. Hey, I'm going to be home free, Brother Patrick. Thanks to Calvary, that tree that I found, I'm going to be home free. I'm glad my name's in the book. Glad my sin's on the blood. I'm glad I've been born again. I'm glad I'm in the family of God. And I'll tell you what, buddy. The same God that took Enoch out before the flood is going to take me out before the fire. Father, we thank you for the thought tonight. Thank you, Lord, for, Lord, I didn't have nothing. Thank you for what you brought, Lord, to my mind, even while we tried to teach tonight. We give you praise and glory and give you honor in all that we try to do. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Amen.